1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. We are the Unpack podcast from AcmePackingCompany.com and SB Nation. Talking about your division round, Lahoo Zaher <laughs> Green Bay Packers. Um, we are on Twitter at the unpack pod, on Instagram for no reason at the unpack pod, slash the unpack pod. Like, subscribe, uh, and if you really want to do us a solid, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Like all the people who followed Justice's uh, instructions to the letter last week and flooded our reviews with five star reviews that just said, he's coming back. <laughs> Really appreciate the reviews. Is he coming back, though? Will he? Should he? We'll talk about all that in a bit, as well as um, asking uh, this question, now that the Packers season is over, what do we hope the Packers learned this year? I am Zach Rapport, at Zach Rapport on Twitter, and I am joined just as we opened the season, closing the season with the usual crew. Alex Patakis, how are you?
2: All things considered, pretty good, I would say.
1: <laughs> Not so bad. Ben Foldy as well. Uh, you got that onion peeled, my friend? I do. <laughs> just
0: before we don't hit Don't mind these cheers. It's just the onion.
1: <laughs> He's like, you guys fix your audio issues. I'm going to peel this onion. And then peeled it basically on camera. <laughs> nice work. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's The season's over. Uh, I think most of the shows... Uh, in our feed this week are kind of doing the, the post-mortem thing. Do we need to get into the... Do I need to tee up the score and, and all that stuff? I, I don't really think so. If you are listening to this show, it, it probably means that you're a real trooper and looking for some catharsis because I am a uh, an avid content consumer and have not really had the stomach to listen to anything um, since the game ended. Now, do you guys feel that way? You Like have a... Uh, heartache, loss, and then just feel like your your news cravings change based on that for a while.
0: I, I feel like that game wasn't so much a heartache as like a severe case of like annoyance. Like it, it was wasn't so 2014 <laughs> to me. 2014 was like painful. This game was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah.
1: My, uh, my hat was thrown across the room. Yeah. Um, it was just
0: a dumb game. Like it was yeah. a... It it wasn't like oh they deserved to win and it and they snatched vic- defeat from the jaws of victory. It was like nah, this is a stupid game through and through. So no, I, I guess to answer the question is like no, I haven't been heartbroken. I haven't been. I, I think you know. For me, this season has been. I I think it's almost. You know, I don't think it's good that they lost, but I think it it helps bring this season back into perspective of yeah. kind of kind of a silly season from top to bottom that was going to get papered over by on field success when it arguably didn't really deserve to be in some ways. Um, and I mean, I guess it's impossible to think. I, I just think like it's impossible to separate this season from Aaron Rodgers, and you know, he started the season in silly season. He's arguably ending the season in silly season (laughs) Um, all the way through. And like, you know, as good as I feel about AJ Dillon or Rasul Douglas or any of these other kind of like storylines that came up, it's impossible for me to separate this season as like the season that I got sick of Aaron Rodgers and nothing about that playoff game changed that. Um, I'm just kind of ready to move on. I think
2: I agree that uh, it doesn't, Heartache is a better way to describe twenty fourteen because the Packers really should have won that game. I guess they should have won this game, but the way the game played out, you knew what was coming the whole time. Like it wasn't a shock. Yeah. Um, I would say this one still stings. Like I'm not going to put it up as like one of the worst losses I've experienced in terms of how you know sad it made me feel. Um, but it stings because the finality of it all. Like you just know that this is the last. Time we'll see the ver- this version of this team, which was very clearly the best team in football, and I think that plays into the annoying thing, you know, because it's like, you know, when you're not the best team and you win the Super Bowl, it's pretty cool, like in 2010, yeah. Um, but any other time when you are and you don't win, it's really annoying. And yeah, it's, it's annoying that history will remember someone else, possibly a Niners team that isn't even really that good because yep. um, they have a legitimate chance to win, I think, uh, yep. as the best team of the year, and they just weren't. Um, so, you know, I, I think if it were just like... Okay, added to reminders. All right. <laughs> she, Siri just transcribed everything, like... <laughs> Had this seriously? Reminder. Siri says Siri is reminding me. The Niners have a serious. Show. Oh my! She transcribed that whole thing. This is insane. You know,
1: we've asked, uh, we've been asked for uh, transcriptions of our show. It's an expensive service. Maybe we should just oh, use. Siri. Apparently, my
2: iPhone can do that without asking. Um, Not creepy at
1: all. Not creepy at all.
2: But I, I guess the main difference is that is that most years Packers would lose, even twenty fourteen, and you can just sit there a few days later and tell yourself, you know what? they'll be back next year and i don't see how you can say that and have any reasonable degree of confidence that that's going to be so yeah. i think the division will be a fight next year i think trying to have a winning record will be a fight next year and that's independent of a lot of you know like it's it's down to the rogers thing but it's also just down to how creative they can get to remake what feels like maybe I don't know, 33% of their roster. Uh, The
0: general, the general tenor of like people who care and follow the kind of roster construction side of the NFL seems to be that the Packers, you know, like, yeah, they've got some cap issues to juggle, but probably can return most of their key players this year. Um, so I'm not so convinced that. You know, this was like the last last dance kind of approach. Um, I mean it might be the last dance for Randall Cobb. It might be the yeah. last dance for, you know, a Smith brother. Yeah. Um, but you, you
1: hear guys like Rasul Douglas being asked about like, Oh, you probably earned yourself a lot of money. And he, he basically said like something to the effect of like, I'll come back to Green Bay for like not a crazy amount of money. Like he yeah, wants to be. Everybody says Bay.
0: that until they actually have to sit down with Russ Ball <laughs> and see what qualifies as not a crazy a lot of money and uh in Green Bay, but um, <laughs> I mean, I can see Russell Douglas signing, right? Like he's, you know, yep. really kind of seems to have taken to the place. And, you know, it's like it's like A.J. Dillon, you know, there there's some players that just kind of really buy in. Um, you know, there's I don't know why Leroy Butler is still doing Packers content 20 years later, but there he is, you know. Um, <laughs> and so I, I wouldn't be shocked if Russell Douglas is back. I wouldn't be shocked if Devondre Campbell is back. Um, yeah. But. And I wouldn't be shocked if Devontae's back and I wouldn't be shocked if Aaron Rodgers is back. I think for me, in you know, I guess this is the peril of mixing up football with like feelings that extend anywhere beyond the football field is I'm just like I just don't wanna deal with all the drama of this season again that I lay almost entirely squarely at Aaron Rodgers' feet. And I'd rather I'd rather have a mediocre to bad team with, with love and just kind of move into the future than another year of of what we just went through, I think. So I think that, you know,
2: the organization to some degree, obviously you would rather have Aaron Rodgers on your team than not. But to some degree, they have to be thinking that way too, given the investment in Jordan Love, given what they have to go through with this Rodgers saga and the fact that they have to put... If they're going to return all these guys, they're going to do so. They're not going to be maybe in cap hell because they'll restructure things, but like they're going to be pretty strapped and keep... It's like the... Every year that Rogers and Devontae and these guys probably stick around, the more and more you're mortgaging your future because then you're spending money, uh, and it's another year off. Like the what the real future of your team's like you know, rookie contract is like this, this. This was the window. I think that I happen to think that the window is now closed, and the rebuild window could open very quickly. But that there's we're in this in between now, and I feel like if you're the organization, you have to look at that and say like. If we're going to jump through hoops to bring the core of this team back, which can very easily fall flat on its face once again, like, is it even worth it? And that's the question I was asking myself after, like, yeah, I agree with Ben. Like I think I'd rather see the future than maybe you know 95 percent, you know, like a five percent chance of things not ending in total heartbreak again next year, yeah. but getting you know 13, 14 wins or whatever, and having that kind of fun along the way.
0: I mean, it really it's, it really does feel like we're in late-era FARV, right? Like, we're like, okay, some kind of weird, fatal flaw, playoff performance, you know, reveals itself. We spend the offseason doing a will-he-or-won't-he. Um, you know, his kind of somewhat obnoxious ego, which was much more fun <laughs> for the first, like, four-fifths of his career, is somehow grating and, like, played out and kind of just unpleasant to be a- around. Um, and to me, I mean, I guess I guess the other thing is, like, the pandemic colors every living second of my life, and it's impossible yeah. to separate Aaron Rodgers from that at this point. And I just, like, I don't like that. I don't enjoy it. it yeah. yeah.
2: and Well, he's also really going out of his way to not let you. No, exactly.
0: That, That's the thing. It's like, you know, it's... if he would have shut up months ago, Taken the L and moved on. Yeah, he doesn't Fine. take L's. he, yeah, he, no, he, even, he, he doesn't degree, take L's take even this when L. he loses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, he yeah. to yeah. take this L. He refuses to take L's, and it's like I just don't feel like indulging him anymore. And I mean, like I obviously I'm overstating my like role as a fan. You know, Aaron Rodgers doesn't care if I indulge him, but I just sort of feel like I'm like, dude, I don't want to give you, I don't want to give you the oxygen to like keep talking. Like, just shut up. <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, you mentioned you know late era Favre, and I talked a little bit about that on Twitter after the after the game, kind of just memories of like a yeah, just a just a cold playoff game and a and an old Favre who like visibly didn't want to be there. So with that, I will um uh, we'll we'll do a little a little note nug session here in this game, and and I'll give mine. Um, and that is, I guess, I'm not. I'm not sure five degrees and flurries uh, was an advantage to either team. And we make so much of the Lambo like wintertime mystique and the, the frozen tundra and all that. But that game just sucked. Neither team looked like they wanted to be there for most of it. Um, and I just felt so overwhelmed and annoyed by the whole experience, Ben, like you were saying earlier. And to tie it back to late era Favre, you know, I'm left to wonder, does Aaron Rodgers even have the juice anymore to kick ass in the cold? um and he more than anyone just looked kind of like bleary and shaken and like kind of like the opposite of what you think of when you think of how he typically is on the field in game calm and in control and like seeing things at another level the whole game was just like disappointing just a warm flat beer of a game just (laughs) that's where i'm at
0: yeah cold cold flat beer Yeah, of a game. Frozen, a
1: frozen beer on your back porch, somehow flat.
0: (laughs) So I guess, I guess my note nug is is, and it's an obvious one, but you know, and I texted you guys this during the game, but um, you know, talk about a Chekhov's gun for the special teams, and for those listeners that might be unfamiliar, like Chekhov's gun is a concept in literature that if you describe a gun, you know, on the wall. That gun better go off at some point during the story. Like you don't introduce an element that doesn't play. A <laughs> all role. all
1: details are important. Yeah.
0: yeah. So uh, you know, I think the Chekhov's gun of special teams all season was like, oh, this is this is really a problem. This is really a problem, but they keep winning despite themselves. Um, and then to have it just kind of bite in the most obvious and ridiculous and, you know, just kind of head smacking, like, why were none of these people fired? 10 weeks ago kind of way
1: Yeah.
0: uh again added to the kind of overall level of like this is a stupid game this is a stupid season yeah. i can't believe i put so much <laughs> of my life into caring about this um yeah. and just like the weird i know i know that i'm like the big the big uh i'm the big kind of um proselytizer of like let's enjoy bad football but there's like bad football and then there's like whatever that was and it was like the worst (laughs) of all worlds
1: yeah and i don't um i'm not gonna pat myself on the back because it's it's a really low level take and we weren't the only ones to say it but at some point mid-season we were like this special teams is guaranteed to cost the packers a football game and it might be in the postseason, and that's what happened. And that's uh, the the more you kind of like pick it apart, the more you realize that's what was always going to happen. <laughs> that's I mean, the Chekhov's like, gun.
0: <laughs> and the final humiliation of not having enough guys on the field for the last field goal is just like, oh good lord! <laughs> it's just like, come on! <laughs> like, I would have rather had Kyler Fackrell like run on late and get thrown to the ground. At least give me something to like laugh at. um like that was that was the thing there was nothing to laugh at in this game it was just like it was just dreary blah um and i'd much rather watch a bad team overperform than a good team underperform you know like i'd rather i'd rather watch you know the eight seven and one packers you know disappoint me or whatever than the whatever they actually were at the end, 13 and four, 14 and three, whatever it was. Um, yeah, now that it's, it's like hard to do math out of games. 17. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm going to turn to a uh, Ryan on Twitter who tweeted in uh, his note. Nug firstly fire mode Drayton, which we we heard a lot of that, but he says Lafleur made a deadly decision to not take care of this during the season. And this is what you get cost us 10 points. And uh, I wanted to highlight that Ben, it, it speaks to what you're saying, but also it, it highlights the fact that ultimately for as much as we want to praise Matt LaFleur for all the things that he has done well, not finding a way to deal with this, um, is a total failure on his part. And it's either, it's either that he didn't think it was a problem, which I, I don't think that's the case, but you know, that would have been wrong. Um, it's either that or he thought they had, the coaches and the guys to get it fixed and get it done. And if that's the case, he was wrong about that. Or for whatever reason, didn't want to fire the guy and make changes in season. Ultimately, not the right decision. It's that those are like those are the bit the big chair head coaching decisions that that you need to make. And and I just think he one thousand percent blew that one.
0: The the other thing here is like, and I think I've said this before, or maybe I've just thought it, and it's not a very well out thought feel free to correct me but like can you guys remember a game where LaFleur like turned a game around where like they were playing really badly in the first half and they came out in the second half with like a clearly adjusted game plan and like fought their way back like I feel like the LaFleur era has been characterized a fair amount by games that like they just completely kind of inexplicably disappear for the entire game sometimes like in the, in the games where they're bad they're very bad
2: yeah I, I think Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm sure there has been a game like that.
1: I know there have Um, been games where I've noted like, oh, they made adjustments at halftime and it's really working. And that was like a refreshing It's usually defensive though,
0: isn't it? Like, I I don't feel like they've ever really been good at getting the offense out of the ditch.
1: I don't have specific examples.
2: I I'm having trouble for this game in particular separating LaFleur making adjustments from Rodgers just reverting to like his absolute worst habits. Yeah. And you know i I don't know, I guess I feel like Lafleur kind of called the game the way he normally would call it, albeit uh, although I think that Dylan's injury probably changed that a little bit, given yes. the elements and the fact that they were up early, yes, um this one to me is more on Rogers, but yeah um, i yeah it's I guess it's hard to separate the two, right, like I can't like we until Rogers leaves, like we won't really know, yeah. Um, enough about Lafleur
0: and the weird, the weird over so overemphasis rejected. on on <laughs> Devante too.
2: Yeah, super weird. I don't know what and, to do about that. Yeah, and and that. So uh, I'll give my note nug. Uh, kind of plays into everything we've been talking about. But um, I I just think, and I don't know if this is necessarily a Lafleur' decision, although I feel like he ha- should have final say. Has to have final say on this. I think the Packers picked a really really bad time to make some really questionable personnel decisions and the whole decision to go with the offensive line that they went with is pretty puzzling and if you think about it even more right because like that that was kind of the beginning once the San Francisco defensive front started to kind of dig in that was the beginning of the end for the Packers where it felt like it was just a ball rolling downhill that wasn't going to be stopped yep But even when you think about special teams, like it's a season long thing, but it's also something specific to this game, right? Because, like, if your thing is that it's not Drayton and it's the players, but you've done really little to change the personnel, and then the players who have been brought in to play special teams were not active or were released before this game so that you can activate players on your defense, I get that they're all pros, but who ultimately weren't going to play. Yeah. I just don't understand that. Like, this is the... W- this was like a... It just felt like a choke job from, like... Like, literally from, like, the top, <laughs> top down to in the organization. It was like they cut the wrong guys, they started the wrong guys, and the guys they played played, like, total dog shit. Yeah. Except for the defense, um, who I really feel so bad for. No, oh, the like, defense was incredible. I mean, and I I feel so bad. That's one of the better performances. I know they're playing Garoppolo, but like that oh, man. We were almost at halftime and the Niners did not have a yard.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I mean, yeah. I'm ready I'm ready for the Packers to be a defensive identity team, right? Like it it's really fun. I would if, enjoy if that. The first half of that game is yeah. any indication
2: that it's like it just inspires so much. Con- like I had like so much. I was just super overconfident. Um, and yeah, man, that LaFleur, the line was so good all year. Rogers and special teams just let them down. I, it really sucks.
1: I want man. to uh, go back to the Twitter. Well, for um, a note nug from Mad City Wedge, who says this isn't just about tonight but there are times Rodgers plays better when Adams is not on the field. When Adams is on the field, he focuses on him way too much and doesn't spread the ball around. This is something we've we've heard a lot, um, and I didn't used to put a lot of credence into it, but it seems like evidence is mounting, and this was a game where it was very clear that he was so zeroed in on Devonte adams just to the detriment of of you know efficiency and what made sense in front of him on the field pretty much for the entire entire game it was really really frustrating to watch
2: and yeah. and, and, and that's where i think it's harder to separate like lafleur's decisions from rogers because there's no way in hell that lafleur planned for that because everything else this season would lead you to believe that they have confidence in Lazard yeah that Cobb was good when he was healthy and that when Rogers was playing within the system they were unstoppable yeah yeah Lazard and was great it's part of all yeah it's part of my readiness to be to move on from him is not just like all the off-field stuff it's that this is the first time that I've actually like I would always stand up for his play and I don't know that I can do that because he for one whether it's ego whether it's the weather whatever it is when their season is on the line he will not play within the system like yeah. just fucking do that man yeah. like literally uh, and he just doesn't and he reverts to his hero the ball. worst version of himself yeah. and the season ends and then he can point to his mvp for how he carried them that far but ultimately like you're the reason the season's over yeah you, you mean- can hear my anger but like his lack of accountability is really where it came from if he was like guys i was really shitty i wouldn't i wouldn't even yeah. be angry but like
1: you know, it's funny. I um, I saw I forget who it was, but follow I follow all the beat writers on Twitter, and and one of them basically said after this press conference, they were praising Rodgers for how much blame he took, and I just wanted to reply to him like, no, the he didn't, he did not, he his like, version of taking blame
2: is like throwing it in at the end, like oh and myself included. That's yeah. literally what he does. It like, was the
1: most toast way to say I could have played better meanwhile you know next next guy up at the podium was matt lafleur who basically just like every answer was that's on me no matter what the question was that's on me and like that's you know you're the head coach that's what you have to do but you're the you're the quarterback you touch the ball on every play (laughs) come on man come on and
2: and to some degree like this is the team you asked for
1: exactly why'd you ask
2: for randall cobb if you're going to target him one time like I, i i know like there's examples of lazard being open maybe cobb wasn't but like this is the team you wanted, you know, like, and then you won't play with them. I don't know. It's silly. But anyway, uh, Yash Nyman, man, why didn't he get a chance? That yeah. was like, that's the, that was the Genesis. Like the start of my note. nug. It was like weird personnel decisions, especially on the offensive line. We texted right before. I feel like maybe before the, uh, kickoff and I was like, you know, Yash Nyman baby. And yep. I had no idea yep. he wasn't
1: playing. Like, yep. yeah, it just um, seemed like, uh, a- just seemed like a foregone conclusion that he'd be the guy they plug in. Not the case.
2: Yeah. Like, why have all these depth pieces who overperformed all year if in the playoffs you're just going to not
1: play them? It's so weird. We'll go back to the Twitter well for one more note-nug of the 2021 Packers season. Glenn tweeting in, more stress-free football, I guess. (laughs) Hashtag (laughs) (laughs) note-nugs. Is there any pleasure... Uh, Alex, to be derived from from watching other teams at this point, or is it? I mean, uh, were you just sad and frustrated?
2: It was hard. Like, I kind of woke up Sunday. I was like, I'm not going to watch football today. But then when you watch, um, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes go toe so to okay. toe, and you don't have to have your heart broken, yeah. I have to say, like, I still very much enjoy stress free football. Yeah. It was one of the best games I've ever seen. And, um, It's, I, yeah, if it's anything like this past weekend, this coming weekend, I am going to be locked in.
1: Yeah. I was, uh, I uh, have a friend here in Albuquerque who is a uh, lifelong Bills fan, Uh, but at this point he's really more of like a one foot in kind of fan just because he's dealt with so much bad football over his lifetime and it really, he really doesn't like get dialed in until until it's maybe the playoffs and so, but he was dialed in for this one and (laughs) was let down sent packing back to the uh back to the mock drafts like the rest of us <laughs>
0: so so the, my neighbors were projecting the game onto the wall like this like two story retaining wall like outside and your I was, window i was watching it through my kitchen window and one guy down there was clearly a bills fan and would like go crazy every time the bills did bills good stuff and then it was just like utterly silent when when bad things <laughs> happened and it was it was weirdly it was weirdly heavy um it also reminded me that i'm pretty sure if you watch there's a there's a pbs documentary i think it's the pbs documentary on on um on the oklahoma city bombing and it's like my this weird piece of trivia that mcveigh was a huge buffalo bills fan <laughs> it almost like intimates oh no. that if the bills hadn't you know, had such a rough stretch in the early '90s that like McVeigh might not have lost it. Um. Anyway, hopefully that doesn't happen <laughs> again. But God. what a All fun right, guys. Bills team,
2: honestly. So fun! I, the, the second the Packers were eliminated, I'm like, I guess I'm a Bills guy now.
1: Yeah, yeah. that was my that was um, my fallback team.
0: I don't know. That I guess twenty three hours. Who? So, I mean, who are you supporting <laughs> now? Bangles, baby. Yeah, I'm pro-Bangles. Pro bangles. I, I bangles. have family in Cincinnati. It would be cool for them. They care.
2: Yeah, and Jamar Chase is super fun. Yeah. Joe yeah. Burrow, that'd be cool, I guess. Um, Long-suffering.
1: Yeah. I've stumbled upon a few uh, Bengals games this season just on like a, a vacant Sunday afternoon, and always fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it also gives you some hope, too, for 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 Jordan Love, right? I mean, he's not I mean, he's not Josh Allen quality, you know, arm freak, but he's not entirely dissimilar and Josh Allen looked like hot garbage for a season or two. So,
1: yeah. I do think it's it's yeah, I think it's important not to write Jordan Love off yet still just based on the amount of actual, you know, consistent NFL action he's gotten, mm-hmm. which is almost none. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Not, I'm not saying I, that I want the Jordan Love era to start right now, and that I think that they'll just pick up where they left off. I don't necessarily think <laughs> that that is true, but I think there are a lot of people who want to write him off now as hot garbage. And I'm like, I haven't I haven't smelled him long enough to know if it's hot garbage.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I'm ready to watch him. I'm ready yeah. to. Uh, I, I feel like it times out well. Like, if, if Rodgers were to leave where Jordan Love is in his rookie deal, like, you can play this year. And if you're bad, you can find the next guy. Cause that's all, like, really, that's where we are now is like, we're just like so many other NFL teams. Just gonna be cycling through guys, you know, yep. just cycling through guys until we find the guy. Fun time, um, buckle up,
1: Packer fans.
2: And I'm I'm ready to ready
0: to do that. Um, I mean, I guess so. Would you guys feel better if Rodgers were traded or if Rodgers retired? Traded, I think. To, I mean, yeah, like traded. Get, I, I get would some, rather get, get some assets. For him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just yeah. Wanted, yeah. I wasn't sure if that was the the, the general consensus, but I think that's I, I mean I'm
2: I, I would have rather that, if they won this year, I would say retirement would have been great. I don't see him retiring. So if he's going to play, I just feel like it has to be via trade. Um, where I don't know, I kind of don't care. You know, I guess whoever whoever's best positioned to give a better return to the Packers is all I really care about. I,
0: I would say there's, a, I, I think there's probably a 65% chance of Rodgers coming back with the Packers next year. Like I know, yeah, I I've been saying I don't want 50. that and I don't, but I, I think like, I think that's the likeliest outcome at this point
2: does Devonte adams like if rogers is back is adams definitely a packer because like yes. wh- i guess what i'm wondering is like he's definitely not a packer if rogers isn't but is rogers gonna come back without like the guarantee that adams is gonna be there next year you know what i mean yeah well the cap um,
1: goes up and they can they can tag him uh adams yeah
2: if if they get if they make enough other moves though because the tag would be too expensive Yes, Currently, I think yeah, the so ideal.
1: Like they, I mean, if yeah, if they if they both came back, the ideal would be um, a new contract where Russ Ball does his Russ Ball thing, and that first year is like kind of pennies on the dollar in terms of like signing bonus and the way that they. I don't understand the whole. I'm not a spot track guy, but <laughs> I do know that yeah. when there's an extension or a new contract, that first year has a way of um, not impacting the cap as much as other years.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so I guess if Rodgers is back, I mean, the Packers will still be a Super Bowl contender. It's just I think that my faith that that eventually is going to pay off is gone, um, and that's the primary difference. Yeah. Looking beyond Rodgers, I know we mentioned like a few other guys that were key pieces this year that maybe could come back on a slightly discounted deal like Douglas or I don't know if Andre Campbell's gonna going to do that, but the guys that you have locked in, like... How big of a building block is Rashawn Gary proving to be? Yeah. Pretty, pretty huge. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I, I don't know. It, and it's weird because, like, we sit here and it's like, if Rodgers is gone, that's the end. Like, it, Jordan Love's not going to be good. The Packers are completely doomed. But, like, I don't know that it, the, the Niners are in the NFC that's championship the point. game. I keep, and I, I keep can confidently say that Jimmy Garoppolo, however bad Jordan Love is, isn't that much better than Jordan Love. Yeah. Like, I already know that. Because I've seen enough of Garoppolo. I've smelled him enough to know (laughs) that there's no way Jordan Love can smell worse. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe if you can vest your ass. Wouldn't it be weird if the Packers were that team that has like a crappy quarterback that everyone's like, I can't believe that motherfucker going to win a Super Bowl. That'd be really cool.
1: <laughs> I'd be into it, but that would uh, the, just like
2: thirty years of great quarterback play, and then you have a total stinker. But they're like so good everywhere else; that <laughs> they're still winning the division every year. Oh, oh man! God. I mean, but that's the, the thing uh, the rest... is, like,
0: is like they don't need Rodgers to win the North next year. I don't think. Like I'm, I'm not, no, you're not a, this is a believer in
2: the particularly good the, division. The Dan Campbell uh, Lions that everyone's so hyped on because they try hard.
0: <laughs> like what
2: Get I don't know. I just roster. don't
0: think that uh yeah. I just don't think I think they can do it, honestly, on their own.
2: Yeah, I mean it's gonna be a division of I, I actually you know what? I think Matt LaFleur is a good enough coach that they will be a playoff team with or without Rogers next year. That's crazy to say with Jordan Love, but like elsewhere in the division, there's new regimes everywhere.
1: A lot no, of bad, a lot of bad coaches out there.
2: Probably new quarterbacks, like, um, you know, it can be done. Yeah. It's why Kyle Shanahan is Kyle Shanahan. And yeah. Matt LaFleur is like a, you know, slightly disc, like a 10% off Kyle Shanahan, <laughs> only probably
1: a <laughs> protege. Let's, uh, let's pause for a second and I guess, uh, pay some bills and then we can, we'll look, um, to the future a little bit and talk about what we hope the Packers learned this year. And if we want to get into some more of that, uh, what the roster might look like stuff, we can do that too. But we'll be right back in a second.
2: Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work
1: All right, we are back. Alex, very precariously with that wine glass, kind of moving it around. <laughs> you doing okay there?
2: <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of cords. I I probably should just get a mic stand already. It, it complicates the way I do this podcast since I have to do it from my dresser in my bedroom.
1: <laughs> um. All right, guys, let's. We, we teased it at the top of the show, but um, something I wanted to do was um, talk about. Let's each give um an example of something that we hope that the Packers learned this year. I don't want to necessarily say any more than that because I want to leave it open-ended, open to interpretation. You guys can take the ball and run with it, so to speak. I will go first. Um, We've talked a lot over the years about how the um, Packers have been allergic to investing anything into the inside linebacker position. Um, So for the first time in a long time, we, the fans, and the team, got a taste of what it's like to have someone at the position playing at an all-pro level, just truly a solid inside linebacker going above and beyond. And let me tell you, sign me up for more of that, please. Um, Devondre Campbell was... um, not just a steal of a deal, but he made this defense so much better. And Alex, I heard you talking about this on the um, the episode you did with Tex. But his absence was absolutely felt whenever he wasn't in there. And I hope, I hope the Packers learned the value of having a high quality inside linebacker. And it's no shade meant on you know the Ty Summers of the world, but you know that's an example of like kind of the archetype for the kind of guys that the Packers have been staffing that position with for years, and I hope they learned that the position is worth a little more investment than that.
2: Completely. I don't think it's a coincidence that this is the first Super Bowl caliber defense they've had since they won a Super Bowl, and that it's the first time that they've had a linebacker dynamic enough to call like a you know Pro Bowl level whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, man, it'd be great if he was back, but... I don't know how realistic that is or is not at, at 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 present.
1: Well, I could fall back on the you know guys like that and and um, Russell Douglas say they want to be back and they would uh, turn some money down. But as as Ben has pointed out, that's that's cute to say until the contract is <laughs> on the table, until Russ Ball is sliding that pen over, and you're like, whoa, that's yeah. it. <laughs> We'll see. I don't know who wants to go next. What did we learn? What do we hope the Packers learned in this season? Alex, you got one?
2: I mean, I don't know. It's like I'm trying to not pick something obvious, like something about special teams, because like how do you not learn that um, after that?
1: I think that's a fair one because I just I <laughs> I think it was um, Tom Silverstein. I heard asking in a press conference um, talking to to Matt Lafleur, but. Um, he basically brought up that special, like he's covered the team for essentially my entire life. And, you know, outside of like those great teams in the nineties, special teams has been a problem for this team. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, yeah, I think I, I hope the Packers learned that being ruthless can sometimes be good. And, um, that nice guys, can go out with a whimper and is not that
1: uh is that Crosby um, or or Drayton or both or
2: <laughs> yeah I, I mean LaFleur is a good guy he probably really wanted to trust Drayton and um the Packers whether it be with personnel or coaches seem to always really wait till like it's just not possible anymore to hang on um And a more ruthless coach would have probably fired Drayton, probably would have honestly gotten rid of Crosby. Um, The only guy they were ruthless with is the long snapper, and like nothing changed after that. (laughs) Like that miraculously doesn't fix fielding punts, covering kicks, uh, blocking people. So um, maybe now they've learned like sometimes heads need to roll.
1: Uh, by the way, I don't know if you noticed during that game, but uh, the long snapper for the San Francisco 49ers, Tabor Pepper, <laughs> former oh, Packer. Wow. <laughs> I did not notice that, actually. Okay, um, I did a double take at the screen. So
0: can I can I just jump on the special teams thing? It's like what I hope the Packers learned is that through the injury of Kylan Hill, um, that special teams kind of reform, particularly on kickoffs, would be great. And... Um, you know, it's the same thing. I mean, I, I realize I know was Hill injured on a punt or yeah. I think he no, he was injured on a kickoff, I think. But kickoff, I think, yeah. Kylan Kylin Hill was a kickoff, Terrence Murphy was a punt, but I'm tired of watching, you know, good young Green Bay Packers get incapacitated on, you know, trying to pick up five yards. Um <laughs> it's it's just not fun. And, you know, I, I That's football. I, I, you gotta die for that inch, that yard. That uh, I would really love to see the NFL adapt the uh, XFL, adopt the XFL kickoff structure, which truly seemed to be awesome. Um, but you know, I also hope that they fire everyone who was even remotely involved
1: with the special teams. Yeah, I mean, I and I'd kind of forgotten about this, but I I, I saw this on Twitter recently. I I guess that so Drayton was on the staff. Was like, yeah, he was promoted
2: from within. That's yeah. another thing I don't understand. He was you on know? the
1: staff that already sucked. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I like this guy. Let's give him a shot. And like, I get that, I guess, but it just seemed pretty clear quarter of the way through the season that this was not going well.
2: That would have been like if the Packers gave Joe Philbin the head coaching job, which some people were like, he's a legitimate <laughs> candidate. It's like, you just don't do that. That makes no sense. Um, uh, yeah whatever Joe Philbin <laughs> what else Mike McCarthy <laughs> man I mean no Napa this was worse though this was definitely worse this was
1: worse this was I would have worse. rather
2: gone down in flames like 42 to 35 to McCarthy and just watched Aaron Rodgers have to embrace him than to just
1: this
2: is just the weakest way to lose
1: yeah just so lame yeah yeah. What else do we uh what else do we hope the Packers learned? I don't know. I kind of feel like we talked about this earlier in the show, but Aaron Rodgers in elimination football has not been consistent for a couple years now. And it's I I just I want the team to be paying attention to that. I want him to be paying attention to (laughs) to that because it's like this was avoidable. These are correctable issues. He just reverted back to hero ball, zeroing in on one guy. And it was just it was probably the worst performance. Um, One of the worst performances of his career, really, in terms of like when the, when this, when the stakes were that high and um, I don't know, I'm, I'm rambling, trying to find a way to tie it into this theme. I'm I hope like, they
2: also learned uh, how to better handle long-term injuries. I don't really understand what was going on with David Bakhtiari.
1: I don't think I, anybody does.
2: I don't think Matt LaFleur may even understand what's going on with David Bakhtiari. So he had
1: a, um, what was his injury? Was it an ACL? Yeah. Yeah. So cause I, I saw um Justice has been has been on Bhaktiari's case a little bit, um, saying that he thinks that it's that Bhaktiari is in his head. Um, I saw him tweet out recently, I think sarcastically, that you know, he had a year to recover, like saying basically like he had enough time to recover and that it's all in his head. And and I I'm not so sure about that. I feel like we've readjusted um what we think is the timeline to come back from an acl because there's been some advancements in sports medicine and a star player who's 24 tears their acl and then 10 months later they're playing in a playoff game bakhtiari is not 24 and bakhtiari is not 200 pounds either it's a lot more yeah (laughs) and i so i just i i am trying to uh ground myself in that in just that like it actually was a tough ask to ask him to come back and 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 that he just couldn't make it work i'm assuming he got into the uh he got into the detroit game to see if he could he could make it work and he looked fine he looked like david bakhtiari in that game but maybe he didn't feel like david bakhtiari to himself in terms of just i don't know if it's a pain management thing or yeah i don't know i'm i'm trying to cut him some slack it's a tough injury
0: I think for me what I hope that both the Packers and the fans learned is is um I, I think what I hope the Packers learned is that free agency, there's plenty of good football players out there and they don't need to be expensive. Um, whether it's Russell Douglas, whether it's Devontae Camill, whether it's Alan Lazard, like there are there are guys who fall through the cracks and, and for various reasons and can be picked up. And and it's worth taking a flyer on them. You know, the worst that happens is you have to cut a guy, and they're plenty capable of doing that. And I think we saw kind of a good. You know, we saw um, Whitney merciless. Like, you know, I, I think I like I like the current front office's approach to you know by any means necessary for roster improvement. Um, and I think on the fan side, I think what I hope we learned is that is that. Um, so far, this team, it, you know, it, same with the management structure, seems to kind of know what they're doing when it comes to the draft. And, um, you know, just because Rashawn Gary, you know, whether it's Rashawn Gary, whether it's Devontae Adams, whether it's, you know, like let players take the time they need to hit their kind of, you know, true form, uh, yeah. especially if they're drafted young. Yeah. Um, so, you know, not everybody's going to be a Kenny Clark dominating the league at 22
1: um are you are you uh subtweeting amari rogers haters here (laughs) no I, i don't
0: actually know that i see all that much to get excited about amari rogers um but i i think you know Rashawn gary proved a lot of people wrong as kind of being this wasted pick i think oh yeah people hated the aj Dillon pick and i think that's been kind of you know whether or not you think you need to take a running back in the second round i think he's been value for the pick um
1: People hated the you know, AJ these Dillon guys pick. seem
0: to know what they're doing, and I, I guess, I guess, I, I guess, my my corollary of that is that is that I hope that that extends to, um, Jordan Love a bit, you know, as he presumably struggles early on. Um, the other thing I I, I would, the one place that they haven't shown this is in drafting wide receivers, and I, I hope yes. that they learn to do that a little better in the yes. next
1: few years. That's a good one. I hope the Packers learn. I don't know why they would have learned uh, that. I, I, from don't this mean, season, I don't just mean I don't
0: just mean like spending any draft capital on wide receivers. I mean like actually picking good ones. Like mm-hmm. you, you can pick good receivers after the second round. Yes. And well
1: and 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 Ted Thompson and his staff, they were like the masters for a number of years like the second and, and third round finding those guys and just always having um always having talent behind talent. And it's it's um I don't want to say it's tumbleweeds because I, I I like some of the players that we have but it's it's not been as uh consistent. Um yeah.
0: Yeah, you want I mean I think I think with receivers especially because they do take a while to kind of come into form. Same with tight ends. Like you want kind of a stocked cupboard, right? Yeah. Like you want Jordy seeing 20 30, you know, 50 looks for two seasons before you actually have to rely on him in any way. Um and you know you have to kind of keep paying it forward in the draft I think to keep cycling through that but anyway yeah.
1: we'll see we'll see indeed i um i don't know guys this is the uh, the last pod of kind of the the regular season and i don't know that's we're just Let's land the plane. We're just screeching to a halt here. I'm <laughs>
2: I, i um, <clears throat> I'm looking forward to podcasting uh, in a few weeks when we know whether or not our Hall of Fame quarterback is coming back or not. Yes,
1: he yeah, has you, said you, that he You think we'll know take... that
0: in a couple of weeks, honestly? He
1: said he won't take a, lo- a lot of time. I don't know what that yeah. means.
0: Yeah, whatever. Believe we'll it when I see it. He said he was inoculated.
2: Fair. Immunized, yes. Yeah. Immunized. Um, I uh, I don't. I I think we'll know if he's retiring. I guess but I don't know if we'll know where he's playing, but there's so much that has to happen if he is playing for the Packers that yeah. I feel like it does have to happen soon. Kind of need an answer. Doesn't mean he's going to give us one, but yeah,
1: hope you so. Know. Yeah, well, hope, yeah, hope so. Um, well, everyone out there in listener land, the audio feed will be there. For you every step of the way. Um, usually, you know, in years past, we, uh, the season would end and then we'd kind of go on our little hiatus and maybe try to get some content out once a month. But now we've got more shows in the feed and um, uh, Justice, I know, is working on a plan for what the offseason is going to look like. But um, you guys can count on a lot more content consistently throughout the offseason. And um, I know from personal experience, um, in the in the APC Slack chat, there's actually um, a sub channel for uh, just draft talk. Got a lot of draft nicks now uh, in the stable, so I think we'll have a lot more content there too for you guys. Um, but for us, we'll uh, try to gather when we can, when appropriate, give some takes. I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing yeah. else to say, man. I'm just. Uh... Ben, as as you said at the top of the show just like an annoying game i'm still just annoyed by it all it was an annoying game annoying game annoying season i'm sure i sound very entitled because they won so many games and i'm like i'm annoyed but that's that's how i feel that's how i feel and i think it's time to hit the polka polka makes me feel a little less annoyed
2: the last polka dance yeah
1: as justice calls it the uh, white people mariachi music (laughs) <laughs> big fan of that <laughs> categorization <laughs> alright guys um, thanks for tuning in all season long keep it locked in to the Acme Packing Company audio feed all off season long now it happened sooner than we wanted it is here but just like the other Packers used to be able to stock the stable with wide receivers we have stocked the stable <laughs> with people champing at the bit to uh, get you some content all off season long and um hope this was uh cathartic for you jump back in the pool have some uh have some sports talk i don't know now i'm just rambling that's it that's all i got for ben for alex I'm zach see ya go Paco.